is in the know for Wednesday, August 10, the 222nd day of 2022. There are 143 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com, via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And the hashtag is in the know coming up today. We'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Day number three of Where's Quacky and the Water Cooper question. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. It's my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's B. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. Welcome back. Thank you. Um, you love to have your hands in the dirt. I do. Yeah, you like to garden. I, I don't do. know you. You don't mind the dirt, but I don't know that it's the dirt that you love the most about it. Well, I mean, I don't. I don't mind. I, I don't automatically reach for gloves. Okay. So I suffer the consequences of dirt underneath my fingernails. Sure. Garden. So here's the gardening improves mood and reduces depression among healthy women. Uh, Monday afternoon when I got home, you were just you were sweating in your eyes. You were sweating everywhere. <laughs> you had you had dirty hands. You were yes. what were you planting by the way? Well, so one of the neighbors had given uh, Miss Patty, our neighbor, um, some what most people call wandering Jew. Okay, okay? Yeah. so there was a whole plastic bag full of that. Yeah. Well, so the neighbor had gotten rid of a ton of it. So that's what I was planting in various places. And then I put some in water to root so that I could take it to my grandmother. Gotcha. So it just makes you feel good. Like you get yes. a mood boost from the gardening aspect yeah. of it. Is some of it the, the dirt in your I hands? Think so. Or is it just yeah. the whole? The, but the sweat in the eyes is not a good thing. Not necessarily. Yeah, you, you, would prefer, no. yeah. you would prefer not to have that yes. part of it. But exactly. uh, you'll put up with that to get the rest of it. I, I, I see. He is a five time winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award. He's the two time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. This time yesterday, what would you have given the odds of you getting in two soccer matches on the pitch yesterday considering the forecast? It didn't look good. You thought it it was like a 1 in 10 chance? I I didn't think we were going to get 1 in, let alone 2 and then... I was talking with athletic director Jason Kincaid before the before the I guess it was before the girls game, and I said, "Where well, do you think we're getting them in?" He says, "I know we're going to get the first one in." He says, "I don't think we'll get the second one in." So it was even at yeah. five o'clock that they weren't necessarily sure they get both in, but they did. Were they two ninety-minute contests? Is that uh, how it 80. works? They're eighty in in uh, in high school at two forty-minute halves. Okay, gotcha. All right, so uh, two Cougar victories. Yeah, so it was uh, they first ever varsity matchup between Grayson County and Edmondson County, and the Cougars. Won both of them. And that's because Edmondson County only started soccer last season. Is that right? Yeah, that they've been kind of in a, in a transition period. So they played JV last year, but they didn't. There were like all of these little KHSA rules, but it was also the first win as yeah. head coach for Ethan Salsman. Uh, Ethan Salsman, I remember when he was a 
teenager, an athlete playing. It shows you how old I am. That so, wasn't that long ago. Uh, no, I think he graduated I mean, no, in 2013. Yeah, so. but that's still a long time ago to me. Oh, hey, that's, that, that's about when I graduated. Heavy so. rain possible. So you all are contemporaries. Heavy rain possible with afternoon thunderstorms today. I would have thought we would have got more rain yesterday. I don't think we got any, um, did we? Portions, yeah, there are definitely Very areas. Uh, there are definitely areas of the county that did. Uh, but it was moving kind of in a diagonal line. And a lot of the thunderstorms, you got the occasional uh down downpour at various times it just kind of hit and miss but there is a flood watch in in effect east of i-65 until this evening again east but when you operate this closely to i-65 and you're the you know you you're inside an area where it could get some considerable precipitation but that will primarily be in the afternoon hours today we'll top out at about a high of 84 Tonight, thunderstorms early, a low of 69, mostly sunny, and 86 tomorrow. And one of the reasons you're seeing our wind from a different direction over the next few days, which is helping keep temperatures lower than you might see in the early to mid portions of August. So the high temperatures each day look uh, look nice in the foreseeable forecast, but just be prepared oh, for fact, some We get our first for some rain. true, because uh, the kickoff to the Friday night football season, next, it's, it's finally on the 10-day. I mean, you can see the 83, uh-huh. at least for the uh, kickoff to the high school football season on the 19th. So we'll see how Sign it goes. Sign me up. In the last, uh, so over the last 24 hours, the Trump, FBI, Merrick Garland, um, Mar-a-Lago raid uh, continues to churn. And, you know, it's an interesting timing that this, this, uh, I'm calling it a raid, by the way. And I think that raid, I think raid is an overstatement of what it, of the search warrant that it was executed on the Trump residence in Mar-a-Lago. And here's why I think, uh, I think raid is an overstatement. I think led to, uh, led to just come up with the pictures and imagery of our head in, in our head. We think uh, 4 a.m. knock on the door guys in windbreakers that say fbi on the back people wake from stupor rubbing their eyes going what why are you here and they say oh we need to search the premises like you get this idea of this 4 a.m raid when you catch everybody flat-footed but the fact of the matter is trump's people have been meeting with the department of justice for weeks if not months trying to negotiate whether there was or were not classified documents that were taken they gave there were documents that left the White House that they've since surrendered back to the National Archive. So this is not a sudden in the middle of the night we gotta go raid the Trump residence. But many of us are just learning about it for the first time and we're playing into the Trump narrative that this just came out of the blue from nowhere and it's and it's an attack on me. Now that's one side of it. The other side of it is it makes the opposition look like they will do anything to disqualify him from seeking office, from being qualified to seek office again. And so it just seems like political gamesmanship at every level. So whatever it is, just go ahead and put it out there and tell us what you've got because Americans sort of have to decide whether. They've emboldened a lot of Trump people where the support was starting to crack a little bit. But this power play has kind of united people again going, yeah, you're just trying to make him, you know, he's just going the way of martyrdom. Now, he's in New York today in a civil deposition. And so it's just coming at him from every angles. And 
It was interesting. Matt Jones talked yesterday. In his law background, he just said that uh, what Trump can now do is he has the right, because the warrant was executed at his house, he can release what was said or what was taken. (laughs) So it's kind of one of these things that if he doesn't release it, that almost is in a way saying, I mean, you could read into that of if you have nothing to hide and nothing was taken of value, then why not just be upcoming and be upfront with they took this. I don't know why. But that's what they took. Even people with D's behind their name have been tweeting in the last 24 hours that have been critical, like Mario Cuomo, whether you consider him credible or not. But he says, when you do this and you don't have the goods or you overplay your hand, you delegitimize things like the January 6th commission because it just looks like additional piling on. For me, the January 6th investigation and committee had been relatively effective because I was just listening to their case. I know it's not due process. I know it's not a court of law. I know there's not a person there to do uh, 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 to uh, you know to do both sides of the testimony. I'm I'm willing to filter through that and figure it out. But for me, January 6th committee had been somewhat effective. But if you're over here going rogue and making this big power play, then you make me kind of go, I don't know. I mean, I think those are two completely different things. They, but a guy like Mario Cuomo, though, who knows the political landscape, whether, again, he's credible or not, says if you do too much of this, then it delegitimizes or it affects the credibility of both. Unless you've got the smoking gun that says, here's what we went for and here's what we found and here it is. You've got to imagine that the FBI... Has that? You, you, you would. I mean, especially because it, you know, the judge signed off on the search warrant and everything. That I mean, a judge isn't going to sign off on a search warrant for the former president unless it's it's pretty good. Do you think the classified documents were covered in ketchup? It might be. There's a chance they were. Uh-huh. Governor or Bashir. Big Mac said, Governor Bashir said yesterday that he will be relentless in pushing for federal assistance in flood ravaged eastern Kentucky, insisting that the agency has to get it right by broadly supporting residents trying to rebuild their lives. A day after the Biden said the nation had an obligation to help all of its people as he visited the stricken Appalachian region. The governor said the devastation is so extensive that it will be one of the most difficult rebuilding efforts the country has ever seen. Uh, Both McConnell and Paul were in the region yesterday. Um, McConnell basically said that he wanted to he, he hoped and would work toward eliminating as much red tape as possible to get uh, effective response into the region to help. Senator Paul, on the other hand, said, I don't know that it's on the other hand, but he said that the federal government should allow this region who are sitting on these COVID dollars, it's like... It's like when when you get a grant or you get money to fight a fire, but you've put the fire out pretty much, but this money is sitting over here, and then you have a flood... But then the people who gave you the funds say, no, you can't use that. You, you can only use that to fight fire. You can't use that to fight flood. And he's saying redirect. They got bigger problems than COVID at the moment. So take the COVID funds and put them over here to help recovery. And that seems that seems a very Rand Paul, very practical, pragmatic uh, approach to things. So we will continue to see what happens in the in the region. I will say this. How it. um affects us locally. I've long wondered about how we continue to help 
our community grow from a population standpoint to help fill the void that so many workers, there's so many companies that are dying for people to come fill their job vacancies that I think that I think that the people of Eastern Kentucky that choose to do something different and say, my home's gone, my heritage is gone, I don't I don't want to live in the remote part of the mountain part of the mountains anymore. We need some type of campaign or we need some some way to get to those people and say, You're welcome here. Come here and start a new life. We like we need you. We need your help. You need us. You're good people. You're resilient. Come here, plug in. There's opportunity for you here. We need some way of like offering outreach to that. So we know a lady who has boots on the ground over there that could spread that message. Hmm. Maybe we Did could. She used to sit right here. Maybe we could call upon her mm-hmm. and just say, "I still think every day. I think is today the day we're going to have her on because I see pictures and she's busy talking people and. I mean, yeah, she's on like know. CBS Evening News and all that. And, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. but then you, the rest of the time, you catch mm-hmm. her. She's talking to somebody on a cot. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just sitting there going, "Well, I'm sitting here here and hearing their life story and all that mm-hmm. good stuff." So maybe, mm, maybe that's what she's doing when she's talking to the people on the cot. She's telling them about the Twin Lakes region. Mm-hmm. You should come visit sometime. Maybe you could visit permanently. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, by the way, before I move on from the governor, he's probably going to call a special session of the General Assembly because you know now by state law, executive orders can only last 30 days unless they're granted an extension uh, by uh, someone else or localized local governments can ask for uh, emergencies. But he may call the legislature to Frankfurt so they can figure out how they're going to allocate funds what, to help this problem. Two weeks this weekend? Uh, the 20, uh, 28th is when all this started. So, yes. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be two weeks from tomorrow is when it started. Because I saw last night it was the 28th, I thought, when it uh, when the majority of all that happened. And Annette, a man accused of murdering his wife, has been indicted by a Grayson County grand jury. 28-year-old Orbe Wilson was indicted Monday for first-degree murder, tampering with physical evidence. He was given a half-million-dollar cash bond as being held in the Grayson County Detention Center. That uh, incident happened Back on June 29th, a Radcliffe man found guilty of murdering a big Clifty woman has been sentenced in a Hardin County courtroom. The jury took about 90 minutes on Friday to find 32-year-old Joseph Eugene Meredith guilty of killing 27-year-old Angela Dawn Kerr. The jury recommended a sentence of 30 years on the murder charge, 20 years on the possession of a handgun by a convicted felon, and 20 years for abuse of a corpse. The sentences are served to be consecutive. The sentences are to be served consecutively, so that would be a 70-year sentence. Sometimes they do consecutive. Sometimes they do concurrent. These, according to uh, the story we have, is a consecutive, making for a 70-year stint based upon the jury's recommendation. have no reason to think that wasn't ratified, but uh, that was their recommendation. Attorney General Daniel Cameron has joined 22 of his colleagues in filing papers in support of a federal appeals court case that challenges the CDC's mask-mandated airports and other transportation hubs the filing known as an amicus brief seeks to have a federal appeals panel uphold an April judge, uh, an April ruling by a judge from U.S. District Court in Tampa, which halted enforcement of the requirement. It's now being heard on appeal by the 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in Atlanta. Why is this important? It's important because the next time this happens, whenever it is, there needs to be legal precedent set aside that spells out who gets to decide. What? In the early days, most people were willing 
a lot of people were willing to follow. I don't know if it's most. A lot of people were willing to follow the guidance and just say, I'll take your recommendation and I will do it. Then it got to the point where then they were saying, we can make you do this. And then it got to the point that they kept saying, we can make you until eventually people said, I don't know if you can actually make me or not. I mean, like you can tell me that it's in my best interest. So as I have said for three years, we're going to find out what our Constitution is worth in these cases. And this is a byproduct of figuring out the next time we get in situations like this, does the CDC have the ability to make you do something that's in the TSA uh, realm? Like, can they can they control the transportation cabinet is the question. And I guess a court will decide that. And probably better to decide that when cooler heads can prevail, like now that we're far enough removed from it, we can actually figure it out using a legal standard rather than the emotion of an emergency to find out where we stand. A logistics provider plans to invest $25 million for a new operation in Bowling Green that will create 110 jobs. Bluegrass Supply Chain Services is expanding its logistics and capabilities to serve the automotive and food and beverage markets. Uh, Company leaders will co-develop and lease a facility in Bowling Green in partnership with the Sunnyside Got REIG for office and warehousing space. It will be the company's second location in the community. Works expected to begin in October, be completed in January of 2024. I don't know the exact physical location, but I do know the Transpark mm-hmm. suddenly after the December tornadoes, mm-hmm. the Transpark has lots of new vacancies. I mean, you got just concrete pads that are through there that And it's I mean, there's a lot going in there. I mean, in that but I knew when I saw that article came through, I was like, I already thought there was. I didn't read deep enough. Mm-hmm. Like, I already this thought that there was that. Facility. And then when you said that, I was like, okay, good. I'm not I'm not crazy. Well, because I, I remember. Every, so I couldn't tell you where it was in Bowling Green. It's just one of those that I remember seeing at some point. Every time we go through the new interchange that dissects the Transpark, you look around and you see the facilities that were just flattened and then they just cleaned up and moved and it doesn't look like they're making any um, bold or positive moves to rebuild. But that... You know, that real estate will have to be repurposed at some point in time, so it'd be interesting to yeah, see. I, I drove through Bowling Green lands there. first time last week. I had been down the area since really. Since I, then. Uh-huh. It was. Uh, oh, man. That old house on on 31, that Broadway, that uh, old. Well, I just, historic, there was a little Mexican restaurant. There was there. a little Mexican yeah. restaurant that uh, I really enjoyed going to, and it was a little sad to see it. So what, and here's, and just, we don't, I don't really have time to get into it, but the first time we drove through there and that house was, I mean, that antebellum house that had sat there, that Broadway house for uh, my entire lifetime, and it's so stately and sit there. First time we saw it, it was halfway demolished from the storm. Mm -hmm. And then I asked her when we drove by later, and it's just gone as if no remnant of it ever existed. I asked her, I don't know which is more sad, it being completely gone or being halfway demolished and sitting Mm -hmm. there. I didn't just not. I'm, I'm not uh, not sure. A recount of the primary election results in a northern Kentucky legislative race is expected to begin today. Jessica Neal, who finished second in the Republican primary for Senate District 24, posted nearly a $57,000 bond to begin an official recount of the results. It was a difference of 307 votes. I don't know that I'd spend $57,000 to figure out 300 and well there's also i mean there were votes. some that were like three thousand apart spending about that much money yeah. th- I, I, I mean i'd like to have that much money just to throw away and this kind of made me i guess 
laugh or be concerned. Police on Friday arrested an Ohio man who they say mailed dozens of letters laced with poop to various Republican politicians. (laughs) Among the politicians was Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio. 77-year-old Richard Steinle received a misdemeanor charge for mailing potentially hazardous material, which carries a punishment of up to a year in prison along with a $100,000 fine. Between August 21 and July 22, he wrote letters to all 25 Republican members of the Ohio Senate and Jordan. He also sent lawmakers in Kentucky and Washington, D.C. the same letters. Now, I don't know which which Kentucky politicians might receive a big old envelope of doo-doo, but uh, it just makes me... He has a hearing set for August the, August the not 25th. Not that you should do that, but at least it's not... I mean, it's, it's a... It's pretty oh, funny. This must be a, it's an Ohio man. Must be a friend of Sam's. He's suddenly defending it. I guess it's a possibility. It could, it could have been worse, but he said. <laughs> we got to get to a break. We'll come back. We've got more on the way. Hang around here on the Illinois. Like Today is Lazy Day. Oh, good. I don't figure there's much I can do to stop it. You really decide <laughs> you're going to be. You know, it's, 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 I feel like Lazy Day needs to be like a Saturday or Sunday. Give you the, give you the green light. It is S'mores Day today. It's eh, not a fan. You could s'more every once in a while. It's good. Mm, it's too much work for too little reward. You gotta gotta have it at a campfire though. It's just it's messy. Not, I mean, if somebody else makes it up, probably have a bite or. Well, something. I need it to be compressed. Typically, they don't get pr- compressed enough, and then they're just hard to handle to me. And then it's also <laughs> Duran Duran Appreciation Day, huh. which made that me was think playing like I don't. Do we have a do we have an appreciation day for uh, all eighties duos? Well, I mean, my uh, I listen to music while I'm getting dressed in the morning, and it that was the song that came on, "Hungry Like the Wolf." Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so I guess I guess my A L E X A knew it was Duran Duran Appreciation uh-huh. Day. Probably so. Hmm. I, I got I got points of contention on all fronts there on the, your your statement you just made. Um, <laughs> Today yeah. is also day, day number three of Where's Quacky. Uh, where's my? Oh, there's my Where's Quacky list. I uh, first better tell you that Linda Baxter correctly knew that Quacky spent the day yesterday in uh, the courthouse on the square, the Vietnam Memorial quilt that is on display in the courthouse on the square. Is that where it is, Sam? It is. Okay, that's where Quacky spent the fact, day yesterday. Good old county attorney Jeremy Logston, his answer was, outside my office. <laughs> outside my <laughs> office. Did we give him credit for that? I, I didn't. I had to disqualify. It wasn't specific okay. enough. Okay. Because he's got uh, multiple offices. Well, that's true. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, Linda Baxter, you now have a duck that you can adopt. Uh, you have a duck adopted that uh-huh. will allow you to name if you want. You're happy to call your duck whatever you like, except Quacky, and a K, except Quacky, uh-huh. and a K105 T-shirt. So, Linda, you may have just won a thousand dollars in the Ducking Hunger Regatta that will be coming up on September fourth. So, here's day number three of the Where's Quacky, and here's the photograph. Ooh, hmm. So there's Quacky. Now, over on our Facebook page, if you're watching the show. Don't do it in the show thread. Don't do it in the comment section of the show. you got to go over to where you'll find this photograph or the photograph of day number three of Where's Quacky and tell us where Quacky is spending the day. Got, got any feelings on it? 
Ooh, the drywall is throwing me a little bit. Uh-huh. Obviously, there's is, some is drywall got, work he, that's going on. Some ear, ear protection. You going swimming with some goggles? Hmm. I think those are intended to be like safety. Goggles. Think they're safety goggles? Oh, okay. Well, mm-hmm. it's I don't a know good, though. I don't but see, about I, I, I'm glad the both of you said that because mm-hmm. you thought it could be swimming. You thought it could be safety. But, then, but, then but then it again, made me wonder: Does, does a, a duck need, need goggles? Mm-hmm. I uh-huh. I would think I've never seen a duck in the wild with goggles. But, but I see again, plenty of ducks on the water. Because but how often weird, do they go down? They have different eyelids. Well, they go down a lot, yeah, they do. Sam. If you raise ducks, you'll you'll see yeah. it because uh-huh. they, they're always underwater looking for uh-huh. something. There's uh-huh. something down there that down they there that eat. down there that they want. So I'm going to go with safety goggles, I would guess. But I'm a little bit puzzled. Yeah, he's got a uh, headphones or something, some safety protection. Huh. That's that's going to be ear protection. So mm-hmm. so this is this is an OSHA compliant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Photo. Of course, Quacky would be OSHA compliant. Quacky is uh-huh. in. So tell us in the comment section on this photograph on our Facebook page. Don't mm-hmm. do not do it in the show thread. Tell us where Quacky is spending the day. And this time tomorrow, we may tell you that you are the winner of day number three of Where's Quacky. Uh, <laughs> oh, by the way, Case, if you're quick, there's the QR code. You can adopt your own duck. They're only $5 each. And your $5 could turn into $1,000 in the ducking hunker regatta. A new mansplainer has tormented, this This is not my term because I may have to object to this being mansplaining. The headline says, a mansplainer torments neighbor with passive-aggressive parking instructions. So we've all been in the situation when you can't find a spot and then there's that person and they have mm-hmm. managed to straddle Three, the, like, yes, yeah. and you, this has always parking here in our building has always been a pet peeve, until finally Britopedia was willing to have the parking lot striped. She got that taken care of because I was just mad because no one could seemingly just use logic mm-hmm. to park. Mm-hmm. I learned that that was I know when Special Kayla, she told me, mm-hmm. she said like she was giving me like the the early pointer. She said, listen. One thing that, that get on Mark's nerves, it's parking. So just park next oh. to the open car. And I was like, well, that's good advice. Oh, I've been the parking Nazi <laughs> since I got here. Take the next available spot. Please okay. just because go I'm, all the way in. Take the next available I spot. I was the one sent to speak to the employee on how to park properly. Also, leave leave the area around the sidewalk open for guests and visitors uh-huh. so it's easier for them to navigate. Uh, uh-huh. Ingress, egress to our building. So the people that park in the middle of the sidewalk or the people who are employees that want to park next to the sidewalk to convenience themselves, it makes me mad. It makes me really mad, in fact. And there's a reason that I'm... I have a spot where I do mm-hmm. I, because I'm close. I park pretty much in the lake. That's right. You park in right. Lake Buckles and, mm-hmm. and you, and you reserve good, your spot in yeah. Lake Buckles. You'll take mm-hmm. it because no one else should be parking there. Right. So I am sensitive to parking issues. And in fact, she and I had to go somewhere together the other day and she <laughs> pulled into a parking lot and she knew that I probably didn't like the parking job. Yep. And she um, said, you're free to you're free to fix it if you want well, to. <laughs> it's not that I'm not willing. It's that I, she said this. I don't have the ability, yeah. which I thought. Well, mm. we were in an empty parking lot yesterday getting ready for the soccer game. One of my K105 Digital Productions crew members pulled in and was attempting to back into a spot. And to say it was not going well in an empty parking lot was an understatement. Mm. And I told him, I said, nope, nope, you got you to gotta fix that. And then he mm. tried to fix it and then left his nose hanging out. I said, no, you got to back up all the way. Like, come on. Yeah. So. You know who you are. 
Now, some people just, you know, get mad and go on when you find somebody that can't park. I did learn something from a friend of mine, so from Tom McMakin from uh, Gateway Radio over in eastern Kentucky. He has a Corvette, and he says, I didn't learn, I only learned this about three weeks ago. Okay. That the doors on Corvettes are so long that when you open them, you can't park in a normal parking place. So that's one of the reasons you'll see Corvettes parked far away from the door Mm -hmm. or the hoggish ones will try and just straddle it. Because if you park normally, you can't get in them. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, so that's why some sports cars, they have the doors that, you know, like Mm -hmm. the Ferraris Mm -hmm. and the, okay, they go up. But I digress. So, but you go and you are, this person's just decided that they can't park or, or they're going to take a spot, but he draws them a diagram. So on an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper, he shows cars he jots and he draws the cars properly parked in the parking spaces with an empty space that says the correct way to park and a check mark. And then on the bottom, it gives a diagram of how you manage to park and it shows them straddling uh, two spaces and then et cetera. And then it says two out of 10 for effort must try harder X. Now, I mean, I, if he lives in like an apartment complex where there is not a lot of parking. I 100% get it. Like, that's yeah. that's annoying. I'm for this, uh-huh. but I don't know, should he just left a note that said, do better, or do we give him credit I because mean, he was art. trying to use it as a teaching tool? Uh-huh. I like it. I, I, would you pull this move? I could Maybe not. But yeah. If he had time. Yeah. So what That's I'm exactly thinking, right. if I had the what time, I'm thinking is this could have been like in a shopping mall parking lot. Or, you know, whatever, like a... And, see, and, and his wife is inside shopping, and he has a piece of paper, and he has time. There's nothing to do. To me, if it was a shopping mall, that would almost make it worse. Because that, you never know. I mean, it could have been that they had a car next to them that was parked wrong, so they parked wrong, and you didn't see the other car there. But if it's in an apartment complex, and you see consistently that they screw up, that's when I think this is okay. But a one-time thing, you don't know if it is just a... I kind of like it. I think he should photocopy it, right? So he doesn't have to redraw it every time. And then everywhere he goes, he does this. You could go into certain stores in Litchfield right now, and I'm sure find one just like that. I have a feeling that this is not the only time he's going to encounter this situation. So better to just have reproductions of it at the ready in order to be able to if he pulls in the library parking lot here in Litchfield, he can put one on my my window. (laughs) Because I just whip it in there, and sometimes when I get a layout out of the car, I look at my parking, and I go, oh, dear. My biggest pet peeve with your parking <laughs> is you leave the wheels I do leave the wheels turned. Like, mm-hmm. just li- you got to line the wheels up. Mm-hmm. you got to, like, your all Listen. wheels going to be pointing the same direction, <laughs> straighten it up. It kills me. Listen, I just like, slide in places like, unless you're parked park. on Unless you're parked on a hillside <laughs> in San Francisco, and you're using this that if your parking brake slips and you need it to roll in a circle mm-hmm. instead of rolling in a straight line, then that's the proper term to, well, see, time to do that. I know, speaking of that, I always, no matter where I am, I always have my emergency brake on when I park. You do? It's just, it was something that my dad mm-hmm. taught me, so it's a habit. And I know some people will get in the car and we'll be, like in our parking lot, I'll have it on. And our parking lot is flat for the most part. Yeah. And, and they're always like, why do you do that? I'm like, well, it's, it's just, it's habit. a habit. I mean. I did it when I had a manual. Of course, uh, you know, manual sure. transmission. I always did that, but I, I yeah, my first car that, had my first couple cars had that just because it was. It's also kind of fun. To, I park on an incline at church, like uh-huh. whenever, and I think of that as like one of these days. One of these days, I'm going to come out of church, well, and, and my I'm truck's sh- going to be in the middle of the intersection at Caneyville because it's going to roll all the way down the hill. 
I'm sure. But see, mine can. wouldn't. My tire would be turned. <laughs> She'd take out a building or two in the process. Winning. Uh, is that what it is? Yeah. It's winning. Okay. <laughs> uh, you may, uh, you being the royal you, all of us use, may be seeing the video circulating from the Little League World Series Southwest region. You got uh, two teams. You got uh, Caden Shelton had a pitch get away from him, and he struck Tulsa's Isaiah Jarvis in the head. And so it looks pretty violent. You know, look, it hits him in the head. Um, and then he finally, you know, kind of shakes the cobwebs loose. The kid from Texas, Caden Shelton, is distraught because he's hit this kid in the head. When Isaiah, again, gets down to first base and notices that the Texas East pitcher is emotional and he's distraught, then he is, he goes, because time is called, he goes over to the pitcher's mound and he gives him a hug and he just tells him, he says, I'm okay. He says, you're doing a fine job. Um, keep going. He was just basically telling him to shake it off. That's sweet. And it was, it's a, it was a very nice moment. Now, the way that this video is edited, it's compressed mm-hmm. into a short period of time. And I think that it was an absolute, it was a great moment of, Encouragement, sportsmanship. I I got I got nothing but respect for him doing that. Now I will tell you, I think the entire thing took a little too long. Like I think he went out there and then he stood around and then he you know, they talked for a minute and they and so that's my only my only I think I think it was a really good, strong sportsmanship move. Good to let him know I'm okay, you're okay, let's get back to playing the game. But it kind of went on for a long time. I think the last shot or the last part of that video is one of the mothers, right? I oh, love yeah. her the expression. Were, the moms were yeah. all well, I mean, Yeah, because the, they always proud. The, I mean, you'd be proud of right. your kid if they At the did Little that. League World Series, they always pick the parents of, like, the best players. I know that because one of my professors at Western when I was there, his son was in the Little League World Series. And it was hilarious because he... Uh, actually, Terry Obi, who's on the WKU broadcast team, he, yep. his son played, and he was one of the cameras that was on there. It was hilarious getting his moments, and we were watching, and he would lose his uh, lose his mind, and it was always really fun. Yeah, I, I, I think it was a really nice scene. Uh, I, again, I just it it turned into a it turned into a little more of a a thing, you yeah. know. Than, I liked it. it was so great. I, oh, again, I, it's, it's it's a strong move on both parts, and I'm glad that it got shared with the world so they can uh, show how. Uh, you know, acts of good sportsmanship. Got to get to a break. We'll have today's water cooler question. Your chance to win. Coming up here on In the Know. Did you know the human body contains enough fat to make seven bars of soap? I think that's kind of presumptuous. I think there's some of us you can't get seven bars out of. I think others of us you can get 28 bars out of. Oh, so yeah. I don't know who decided seven I was guess the number. If it's average, then... Maybe, but that means what some of us have got none. Like you take some athletes that have like the point, you know, two percent mm-hmm. body fat or something like that would be. There's no soap in you. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're not sudsy at all. Today's water cooler question: Your chance to win. By the way, the uh, answer yesterday. What was the question? Do you remember? Thirty-two uh, percent of parents did something. Thirty-two uh, percent said this is the hardest thing about raising kids. Yeah, sure, that sounds Pot- good. Yeah, that's what it was. Potty training was the answer. By the way, I realized I just wrote after thirty-two percent realized parents. after the show that uh, we didn't give the answer because there was not a correct answer. Potty training is what parents said was the hardest thing about raising kids, or at least 
32 and 100 of them said that. Here's today's water cooler question. Your chance to win if you've not won in the last 30 days. You're 18 years of age or older. You qualify to win. You're going to mix it up for you a little bit today. If you're victorious, you can have either the choice of theme park tickets. You can have two tickets to see the Lumineers or... You can have two tickets to see Molly Crew, Poison, Def Leppard, oh. Joan Jett at uh, Lucas Oil uh, on the 16th. So Ooh, it's next that week. That is trash talking right there. So you can have uh, two tickets. Mm. You can have two tickets to see Molly Crew, Poison, Def Leppard, Joan Jett, two tickets to see the Lumineers, or you can have a choice of the theme park tickets. That, but so there you go. Wow, that's a. Mm-hmm. You got to text your answer. Text the correct answer, and again, you can't have won in the last thirty days. Two seven zero two five nine six thousand. Two seven zero two five nine six thousand. Here's the question: Twenty seven of one hundred women feel younger when they have this. Twenty seven percent of women feel younger when they have this. Mm. Text the answer: two seven zero two five nine six thousand. You think she's in the twenty seven or no? No, I don't think so. No, I don't. I don't. No, I don't think. The fact that you pause for a second makes me think that it's not like a definite no. Listen, I know her very well. Uh-huh. I, I know her. I think I know her probably better than anyone, except maybe herself. <laughs> That's debatable. But I don't know everything. <laughs> So you don't know myself. I don't know. I don't know Uh, everything. Like I know most things, but there's no way to know everything. So that means that when you get this answer, you're going to learn something new, more likely, potentially. No, no, I'm going to have something confirmed one way or another. Like I can see where it could be. I can see where it not could be. So I just had to land on probably not. Hmm. But maybe does that help you at all? Not really. No. (laughs) Two seven zero. He probably does know me better than I know myself. So. 27 of 100 women say they feel younger oh. when they have this. Uh, what do I need to tell you about before we get... Oh, E.T. IMAX. 40th anniversary of E.T. Special edition is coming to IMAX in the coming days. It would probably be... E.T. would be the movie that I have seen in the cinema... More than any other movie. And this may be the best way to introduce yeah. Lou to that, uh, okay. to E.T. But L- loving the idea. Got to yeah. make sure you have your Reese's Pieces, though. Absolutely. King size, snack size. Mm-hmm. Got to have a whole case of them. E.T. Oh, uh, E.T. will be coming to IMAX on August 12th. Oh, Friday. Hmm. Maybe. I'm going to have to look into this. Wait a minute. The... Oh, and then Jaws, by the way, is coming back is coming to IMAX on September second. So it's a deal. Steven Spielberg is bringing ET and Jaws both back to IMAX in the same year. Okay, I'm going to take an assumption that probably LA is not ready for Jaws yet. Is she? I'm not ready for Jaws. I would be ready for Jaws. You would be. Yes, love but, that movie. But see. But but I mean, what's interesting is that's one of the reasons that most people freak out about sharks is as, because of the movie. As a musician at heart, though, it's one of the most simple yet greatest little, uh, I don't know if riff is the right word, but, you know, Donna. It's just a good movie. Donna. I'm not saying it's not a good movie, I mean, but but what it did was it changed attitudes towards sharks. It did. And you like sharks. So I, I thought sharks. you might be, yes. thought you might have hold the movie culpable. 
for making everybody freak out about sharks. No. That's I, all I thought. No. All right, let's see. Let's scroll, 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 scroll. Ah, uh, 2330 knew the answer. 2330 knew the answer is blonde hair. Blonde hair is the mm. correct answer. 27% of women feel younger when they have this. So she was completely dark-haired when we met. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She has spent a significant portion of our years blonde, but I don't think she felt younger during that period. And now she's a little bit of both. So I don't... <laughs> do Got you, a lot going on here. Do you feel younger with blonde um, hair? I mean, maybe, but <laughs> I, I think it kind of goes hand in hand with like a summer feel. So if you lighten yep. up your hair and you get a tan, I think you feel a little bit younger or more... I don't know. Right. Maybe. So I, don't know. I wouldn't have gotten that. There's the answer. Got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning here on In the Nose. The MB's point to ponder for today. So you all know by now, I'm nerdy and quirky about stuff. And so one of my recent missions I've been on is to acquire as many entries in my library of sports movies as possible. There's so, a lot of good ones out there. Uh, so, because of the Field of Dreams game, mm-hmm. I caught part of Field of Dreams again the other night. It's like, yep, need that in the library. But then that leads you trouble with the curve. Then Moneyball. I Great love Moneyball. One. But now I realized again recently why I love Moneyball. It's an Aaron Sorkin movie. And I love Aaron Sorkin. Brad Pitt's good in it. He is. Jonah Hill. Uh, Jonah Hill's good in it. But then uh, uh, also. Chris Pratt. Uh, um, uh, what's the manager of the guy who died? Uh, Hoffman. Um, Dustin Hoffman? No, Seymour. Philip Seymour Oh, yeah, Hoffman. yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Uh, he's in it. He plays the A's manager. So, but uh, Fever Pitch. So now what YouTube TV is recommending to me, like, well, you like sports movies, so <laughs> here they are. So I came up with, if I were going to make a sports movie, here are some of the titles, and I'd like to know from the two of you which you're most likely to watch. Fair enough? I know. Christy's watching all of them. She oh, loves sports yeah, movies. So, Angels in the Outhouse oh. would be my that take was, on Angels in the Outfield. That was my little brother's. I've seen that movie more. I, I probably would have that memorized. Okay. My little how, brother watched it. How about times. The Shape of Water Polo? I've never seen The Shape of Water, but I, I might watch either. a movie uh-huh. about water polo uh-huh. because it's about, you know, obviously my name gets named called a lot in that. <laughs> Marco. Isn't that Marco Polo? Polo. Isn't that a little different than water polo? Marco Polo. No, you combine the two. You play uh-huh. you play water Marco Polo. Oh. So you wear one of those caps with the wiffle ball, half a wiffle ball on the side, <laughs> on the ear. Cross country for old men. That just sounds like something on ESPN, the Ocho. That I would, yeah, maybe that one. Because somebody's going to fall, and I know that's terrible, but I'm the one who laughs at people that fall. And It would be very seasonal, though, this cross-country season, mm-hmm. so cross-country for old men. There are some old, I know some old cross-country runners. I mean, I went to school with them. Um, would they do it? We'll stream it live. Sure. The high school has a nice course that they can, they can run on. Malcolm BMX. There you go. I still don't know the guy who's hosting the I was challenge so show. That, but I didn't know how much he's, time we he's had. a BMX superstar, but I don't know who he is. He's got he got, he got some he swagger so about him. Familiar to me. His voice seems really familiar. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Uh, the good, the badminton, and the ugly. So you take an old western starring Clint Eastwood. You introduce a shuttlecock 
into the dynamics, the and the you get the good, the badminton, and the ugly. No. Y'all still liking cross-country for old men the most so yeah, far? I think so. How about LeBron with the wind? Taking old classic antebellum Civil War that's, era. That's good. About Tara, and then you take, I'm taking my talents to Tara. That's good. Frankly, my dear, you got to find a way to do that. Purple rain delay. So you take a good movie from Minneapolis about rock and roll. No. Mm-hmm. And then what about bobsled? Okay, now that. that <laughs> Is that it the Jamaican bobsled team? Of course. With a guy named Bob. What about bobsled? Okay. It seemed like. So anyway, I might just sketch out all of those and mm-hmm. see which one. On television tonight, Big Brother and The Challenge USA. And I think it's the finale of one of those dance shows tonight. You caught me ill-prepared. So you think you can dance. It's the season Mm -hmm. 17 finale. That hasn't been on for 17 seasons, has it? And then on Discovery, the season two premiere of Mysteries of the Deep. Hmm. Okay. Today's highlight in history, this date in 1945, a day after the atomic bombing of Nagasaki, Imperial Japan conveyed its willingness to surrender. In 1821, Missouri became the 24th state. So your brief visit to Missouri over the weekend, Miss Buckles, how do you rate Missouri? You rate it as the 24th best state or? Um, I don't I, I don't know. I mean, the arch, is, the arch is cool. I mean, fine. I mean, I you do it once. I don't, I don't know, know that you really need to do it a second time. Sam, I mean, she thought she wasn't going to like the arch, but she loved it. I did. The worst part's going up. Because it's kind of, kind of tight in there. It wasn't bad. Now it's better because, um, so I thought that going up was going to be the problem for me because of claustrophobia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But from the last time I was there, they've changed the doors to mm-hmm. glass doors so you can see out into the legs of the arch. The last time I was there, it was all enclosed and you couldn't see out. I now think, you can see out. I think both times I've done it, I think I could see out. Because you fine. can see the staircase, right? Now, now to, yes. yes. Okay. Now, to be clear... I did have them on the clock. They said it was four minutes oh, up yeah. and three he minutes down, and I was like, okay, I know this is about halfway over. So it was fine. 1993, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was sworn in as the second female justice on the U.S. Supreme Court. Jeffrey Epstein was found dead this date in 2019. You can decide how that happened. Andrew Cuomo announced his resignation a year ago. I think I said Mario Cuomo earlier, by the way, and that yeah. he's the journalist. Um, uh, Andrew Cuomo, who, no, who I was talking about Mario earlier. Cuomo's his dad. Yes, uh, Chris yes. Cuomo. Chris Cuomo is the journalist. Uh-huh. You got it. Yeah, Cuomo here. Well, Cuomo Mario there. Cuomo also was the governor of New York at one time, you're but a, I don't think he's alive anymore. You're is a he? Cuomo. He's a Cuomo. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to be a Cuomo too? Patty Austin is seventy-two. Rosanna Arquette is sixty-three. Antonio Banderas is sixty-two. Puss in Boots. Nana know, Cherry right? is fifty-eight today. Angie Harmon is fifty. Kylie Jenner is twenty-five. Gone but not forgotten. I'm Herbert, not sure I realized she was my age. Hoover, born in 1874. Is she single? <laughs> Isn't she dating Dev Booker? I don't know. I thought they were split. No, I think they got back together. Jimmy Dean in 1928. Eddie Fisher in 1928. Oh, my papa. All right, let's go to, we don't really have time, but we'll make some time for a chart topper. 1958 was the year. And uh, the artist is called Perez Prado. And the song is called Patricia. Perez Prado and Patricia. 
Sam, it may be your new intro music. Oh, dear. My name's not Patricia. Well, that's no problem. Let's go to 1967. In, um, I think it was the f- largest television audience ever assembled at the time, certainly at the time. And the Beatles performed this around the globe in a special satellite broadcast with All You Need Is Love by the Beatles. Nothing you can say that can't be done. There's nothing you can do that can't be done. Let's that song's it's okay. not my favorite Beatles song. By the way, honey, it's like every once in a while I'll hear somebody talk about that love show in Las Vegas, the Cirque du Soleil show that we haven't seen. Yeah. And they just rem- they just talk about how amazingly wonderful it is and you don't even have to be a Beatles fan. <laughs> so, okay. I'm like we may have to try it. 1976, Elton John and Kiki D. By the way, I got back in line for Adele. The week is with Adele. Are you? I'm in the lottery. Sam's not. Sorry, Sam. You didn't get in the lottery. <laughs> Elton John, Kiki D, Don't Go Breaking My Heart, number one in 76. Nobody knows it. Let's go to 1985. Sting was number one. And if you love somebody, set them free. Can you feel the love tonight from Lion King, number one in 94 with Elton John? Where's the love, Black Eyed Peas in 03? Katy Perry, Wide Awake in 12. And Walker Hayes, Fancy Like, was number one one year ago today. Oh, too bad I didn't get to play that song, that Fancy Like song. Y'all, okay. y'all all right without it? Mm. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Failure is the condiment that gives success its flavor. Failure is the condiment that gives success its flavor. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, I'm MB, and now you're in the know. <laughs>